This is Live Well Talk on Coronavirus. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnityPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. As of January 30th, 2020, there have been almost 8,000 and rising confirmed cases of coronavirus worldwide, significant majority from mainland China. However, through travel, the virus has spread to other countries, including five confirmed cases in the United States. Here to tell us more about the coronavirus outbreak, as well as signs, symptoms, and screening protocols is Heather Metter, Clinical Services Branch Supervisor at Lane County Public Health. Heather, thanks for stopping by. Well, thank you for having me. First, what is the coronavirus? It's not related to Corona beer. It is not related to Corona okay. beer, no matter what you see on Facebook. Okay. Uh, they just, are two different things. wanted to clarify that. <laughs> yes. Yep. So the 2019 novel coronavirus is a coronavirus that was identified as a cause of an outbreak of respiratory illnesses that were first detected in Wuhan, China. It's important to understand that there are seven different coronaviruses known to infect humans. Four of those seven coronaviruses are very common. They produce more mild symptoms, very similar to a common cold. And most people will be infected with at least one of them in their lifetime. Healthcare providers test for these common coronaviruses routinely, and no public health measures are needed to address these common viruses. People infected with the common coronavirus can avoid passing them to others by covering their coughs and sneezes, cleaning their hands often, and containing germs by staying home when sick. However, three of the seven coronaviruses are rare and can cause more severe illness. This includes the 2019 novel coronavirus. Testing for this virus can only be done at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Healthcare providers are not able to test for this virus independent of public health. The other two are the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, known as SARS, and Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is known as MERS and those can be tested for at our state hygienic lab here in Iowa. Yeah, I know that uh, here at St. Luke's, we can test for the common coronavirus. Correct. Um, actually, two strains of it, I believe, uh, but not the novel agent. Mm -hmm. uh, so the CDC in Atlanta is the only place that this can be tested for? CD yep, CDC okay. is the only place that can do the testing. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe we should talk about why do these viruses, you know, a, you know, a sneeze in Hong Kong results in a flu epidemic in the United States, why, why do they start in uh, Asia commonly? Mm -hmm. Well, viruses can start anywhere. However, early on for this strain, we know that the patients related to the novel coronavirus in Wuhan, China, reportedly had some type of link to seafood in the animal markets, suggesting that there was an animal-to-person spread. However, a growing number of patients reportedly have not had any exposure to the animal markets, indicating that this is now a person-to-person -person spread that's occurring. So at this time with the 2019 novel coronavirus, um, it's spreading from person to person in China, and cases have been detected in a number of countries internationally, including the United States. There's been over 8,000 cases of illness identified so far, including um, over 100 deaths. Imported cases have been reported in several countries, again, including the United States, and five of those imported cases have been in the U.S., and those have been the states of Arizona, California, Illinois, and Washington. But it's important to know that the individuals here in the United States that have um, been infected were in China. So they brought it back. They imported it back in with them. So we do not, as of this time, we do not have a case of person-to-person -person here in the United States. Correct. There's been no human-to-human -human transmission okay. here in the United States. Well, I know in Asian culture that the, the proximity to animals is uh, significantly different, perhaps, than mm -hmm. it is here. You have a dense, densely populated uh, area. You know, it's, I mean, I'd never heard of Wuhan, China before, but it's a city of 22 million people, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the seventh or eighth largest city in the world. 
bigger than any city we have in the United States. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, I never even heard of this, which it, it's hard to conceptualize that China has four times the population we have. And mm-hmm. the, 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 I guess there's, I've talked to friends that have gone over there to work for John Deere. Right. And, and there's cities of 200, 300,000 people that's not even on the map. Mm-hmm. Said it's just, it's like a little village that would be over here. So it's just, it's amazing. Right. Uh, and it's understandable why it uh, took off so much. I believe uh, AMA News that about the same time this started, they had collected 10,000 families in Wuhan to have a set a world record for a, a, a dinner uh, for the Communist Party. And then they subsequently left and went back to their respective areas. And so you had this collection sure. and then all of a sudden, you know, you disseminate it out, which is an interesting story because uh, the Spanish flu in 1918, uh, here in Iowa, mm-hmm. the Grinnell College had a, a Methodist minister convention, and then all the Methodist ministers left and went back to the respective parishes throughout the United States and spread it. So yeah, you can see how the, a perfect storm probably has arisen here, hasn't it? You have a great example there, and that's kind of what we're thinking is going on in China. You have people that are coming in for business, for work, they're coming in for travel, they're coming into the markets, but then they're going back to their provinces, they're going back to their home cities and it spreads. And again, it's coughing, it's a, it's a respiratory illness. So it, it easily spreads. The Spanish flu would be a great example of that. So, But here right now in the United States, we've only had those five cases with no human-to-human transmission. And we're really trying to take that multi-layered approach with both local, state, and federal agencies working together to really work on containment so that we're not spreading this throughout the country. Do you know, um, first, what, what are the signs and symptoms? Sure. I mean, when should I, um, if I go out for Chinese mm-hmm. and I start to have symptoms, I know I should, probably shouldn't be worried, but what are those signs and symptoms? Sure. So again, you would have had to have been in China at this point in time to have it. There's no human-to-human transmission here in the United States. But for those that have been confirmed with the 2019 novel coronavirus, symptoms have ranged from people being mildly sick to people being severely ill and dying. And those symptoms can include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. And the CDC believes that at this time, the symptoms of the 2019 novel coronavirus may appear in as few as two days or as long as 14 days after exposure. And we're basing this on what we have seen previously with the incubation period of the MERS virus, which is another coronavirus. So we are asking that all healthcare facilities implement screening procedures before or at patient check-in, asking patients if they have a fever and respiratory symptoms, such as a cough or difficulty breathing, And did they recently travel to China within the past 14 days, or have they been around someone that has been suspected or confirmed of having the novel 2019 coronavirus? And we started that uh, over a week ago, Mm -hmm. uh, screening here in the St. Luke's hospital and clinics. Perfect. Uh, and have that uh, built into electronic health record for that, that screening to occur. Good. Uh, which is which is important because mm-hmm. as, as we think back to and was it Dallas the Ebola they just they weren't screening they weren't yeah it's asking um, those questions right, up front absolutely. so that way we can take those protective measures immediately it's mm-hmm. interesting it, it it was going back to 2014 and the uh, Ebola mm-hmm. uh, uh, crisis or if we want to call it that Ebola outbreak meeting with lo- things we did locally and uh, you and I were mm-hmm. involved in some of those the number of Rockwell employees. Uh, at Rockwell here in town, Collins, uh, not Rockwell anymore, sorry, Collins, th- uh, that are traveling at any given time. Right. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. I mean, you had, mm-hmm. the world is so small these days. 
with travel, mm -hmm. uh, unlike anything we've seen before. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I think everybody's concerned, and this isn't a political podcast, but the transparency of the Chinese government is worrisome. Uh, are we getting all the facts? With, they've been giving us quite a bit of information, but it's been very hard to confirm yeah. anything. So, um, so that confirmation's hard. But again, knowing that this is a global threat, um, World Health Organization is working on it today, in fact, talking, do we call this a global emergency? Um, they have been working with other partners, other countries, to get information out. But again, it's just hard to confirm any information yeah, that's coming yeah. out of China. Which it mm -hmm. parallels back to the Spanish flu. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with Spain other than the allies and the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Germany. They didn't want to put that in their newspapers because they were at war. So right. Spain was the only one telling the truth about this outbreak. Mm -hmm. And so it became the Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. So again, here we have people afraid to give the full story for you know, what it, whatever right. their mixed motive might be. Mm -hmm. The CDC is conducting screenings at airports. Is that both direct and indirect flights from China? So, the, yes, it's both direct and indirect. So currently the screening procedures include travelers filling out a short questionnaire about their travel, any symptoms that they have, and any contact information. CDC staff are taking temperatures um, of those travelers and looking for signs and symptoms of coughing, difficulty breathing. Any sick travelers that are identified are then sent, would be sent for further evaluation and medical care. And then for those travelers that don't have symptoms, because most travelers are not going to have any symptoms upon return, CD staff are providing them with information cards and telling them what to be watching for, that shortness of breath, that coughing, that fever, and what to do if those symptoms to start to develop within 14 days of leaving China. And what we're asking them is to seek medical care immediately. However, before you go, call. Let that provider office, let that hospital know that you're coming and that you've recently been to China so that they can be ready to meet you and to get you the care that you need, but at the same time protecting staff and other people at the hospital. And unlike uh, Ebola, mm -hmm. um, where we used here, we use the RICE mnemonic or acronym, recognize, uh, isolate, confirm, and exit, get them to the two or three centers that were designated right. at that time, three centers, Nebraska being one of them. Mm -hmm. well, I don't think we'd probably do that in this scenario. We'd probably treat this locally, but we'd use our universal droplet precautions, et cetera. Right. We're going to use standard uh, droplet and airborne precautions for these clients. However, this is still a novel uh, virus, so it's new and we're still learning about it. So as a state, we're look, working with all of our partners um, to still work on those plans. However, someone with coronavirus may be very mild with their symptoms and may not need any hospitalization at all and may be able to stay home. If they do need care, they may be able to stay in a local hospital. And if not, then we may need to refer them out to one of those tertiary uh, centers. However, those plans are still being developed. Again, at this time in the state of Iowa, no one has been tested for coronavirus. We have no coronavirus within the state at all. At this time, we'll see if that changes or not. But a lot of that's going to be dependent. It's going to be case by case. We're going to work with those providers. We're going to see what's going on with the patient. What are the symptoms that they're having so we can make the best decision uh, for everyone that's involved. So the risk locally is still pretty low. Very low. It's Really, it's low nationally. We were talking five cases. Those five cases were in Wuhan. And here locally, we're very low risk. We don't want to say no risk, but we're very low. And again, passengers are being screened. Um, 
upon entry into the United States at multiple airports now throughout the country. So the CDC issued this level three warning. Correct. How many mm -hmm. levels are there? Is it like a golf score? One is like better or worse than yeah. three? Or? So three is the highest. Three is the highest. Th okay. Three is the highest level of alert for the CDC. And so what that warning means is that they are advising not to travel to China. So non-essential travel should not occur at this time anywhere in China, not just Wuhan or the Hubei province, but anywhere in China. Okay. So... Um, Chinese officials have closed transport within and out of Wuhan and other cities in the Ube province, and that includes buses, subways, trains in their international airport. Other locations may be affected, and there may be additional restrictions and cancellations occurring. CDC does want people to avoid any non-essential travel to China. However, if you must travel to China, if there's something that is deemed essential and that you have to go there, they're asking you to avoid anyone that's sick, Discuss travel to China with your healthcare provider because older adults and travelers with underlying health issues may be at risk for developing a more severe disease if they become sick. Avoid any animals alive or dead. Avoid animal markets and products that come from animals such as uncooked meat. And make sure that you're washing your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. And use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. And again, if you feel sick within 14 days of your return, home from China, we want you to seek health care immediately, but before you go, call that health care provider, that hospital, that urgent care, wherever you're going so that they are prepared for you. So what you're saying is bat or snake stew is not a good idea, probably any time, really, but specifically now. Personally, that's not something that I would yeah, be eating, yeah, <laughs> but especially in China right now, yeah, any animal products we would stay away from, anything that's uncooked, any animal markets, any animals dead or alive, we'd ask you to stay away from those. And stay away from those that are sick. And we know that there are a lot of sick people in China right, right now. Yeah. So anyone that appears ill, you need to stay away from. You know, I, I can remember back in medical school in you know, virology that, you know, it was said HIV would never be an epidemic or pandemic because it's such a fragile virus, can't live outside the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Ebola will never be a pandemic because it kills so quickly, it's hard for it to spread. But if the common cold virus ever became lethal, i.e. coronavirus, mm -hmm. that would be a real concern. So, I mean, this, right. this, this, this kind of is following that pattern that this is yeah. a concern. This is a concern. It's a new virus. Any emerging new virus is always a concern. However, it, it's still, we're still learning about it. We're still looking to see what's going to happen. That's why we're working on containment. Right now, nationally, the chances of developing coronavirus are extremely low. However, seasonal influenza is very high right now. So your chance of developing seasonal influenza, which does cause many hospitalizations and deaths, is quite high. So we do want people still to be getting their flu shots and practicing those good um, etiquette procedures, such as washing hands often, covering your cough and sneeze, staying home when sick, because seasonal influenza, which does kill thousands of Americans every year, leads to several thousand hospitalizations every year. That is present and ongoing in this country right now. And we're still widespread, right? We're this still widespread, state, yeah, yes. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. You make a great point. I mean, this is, this is not uncommon with uh, social media and regular media that you have a vaping illness and now, you know, we, but we ignore the hundreds of thousands of deaths mm -hmm. related to nic ongoing nicotine use each Correct. year. We have 100 to 200 deaths in China, I believe. Right. I think it just, the numbers came out this morning mm -hmm. and it's, it's increased a little, but yet that doesn't 
barely compared to the tens of thousands that die from influenza every year. Exactly. Yeah. And we know that is ongoing here yeah. now. Right now. Yeah. That, that, that's an issue now. So we really need people to protect themselves as much as they can right now from seasonal influenza. We want them to be knowledgeable and have all the facts and all the good information about this emerging new virus, this new novel coronavirus. But again, internationally, those numbers are very low for other countries that have been impacted. China is getting the brunt of all of yeah, this right yeah. now. And they're really working hard on containment. We're working hard on containment so that it does not spread further. But right now, we do know that we have seasonal influenza. Well, th this is an evolving situation. Yes. And, uh, probably will change uh, throughout the day today. <laughs> yes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners at this time? Just to remind everyone, currently the risk to Iowans is very low. And unless someone has traveled to China or has been exposed to an individual that is known or a suspected contact to a case of novel coronavirus, your chances are very low of having this issue. However, your chances are very high of seasonal influenza. There's been no human-to-human -human spread in the United States at this time. And so we just want people to take care of themselves right now. So practice those um, everyday prevention actions to stop the spread of germs by washing your hands often, avoiding contact with sick people, staying home when you're sick, covering your cough and your sneeze uh, with a tissue and then throwing that away um, in the trash can. And then also, if you are a traveler and if you're going anywhere in the world, make sure you're staying up to date with any travel alerts that are being issued by the CDC. Excellent advice. And just to clarify, I'm, I'm closing that yes. you can still drink Corona beer and not worry about the virus. Yes. Okay. That is correct. You can you can drink Corona. Just be smart when you're drinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good advice, Heather. <laughs> right. Really great information. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk about this. Again, that was Heather Metter, uh, Clinical Service Branch Supervisor at Lynn County Public Health. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest for our talk on podcast, shoot us an email at stlukescr at unitypoint.org. We encourage you to tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers uh, about our podcast. Until next time, be well.